You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post game podcast. All right, here we go. Wednesday podcast for you sitting in for the vacationing Al Dukes. His name is Eddie Scazzari. I've known him since, I would say, October of 1996. Here we are now in 2020 doing a podcast together. Podcasts weren't even invented back in 1996, I don't think. And think of all the things that have changed since. We won't bore you with that stuff. Instead, we'll say, hello, Eddie. Hello, podcast people. And uh, did I do the interview with you for the internship? Uh, you were Yes, you and Eric Spitz. You were part of it, correct. So maybe that was even August. Might have been. I thought it was October, but you know what? Now that you say that, it very well probably was August because my counselor probably set that interview up in May. So that's probably true. Mm-hmm. How about that? It's a long time. It is a long time. You know what? It's uh, actually scary. It's such a long time ago when you think about it. Was it 24 years ago? Yeah. It'll be 24 years? Yeah, ouch. Like uh, like sand through the hourglass. So goes <laughs> yes. the days of our lives. Truer words never spoken. Mm. Why do you think? It came up today on the show again. And by the way, Greg brought it up. So he was you know looking for the beating that he took in, in a weird way. Um, the, the, the job shaming thing. Why do you think... People have this persist. So there's a lot of I'm not finishing a thought because another thought just hit my head about this. A lot of motivational speakers and people that talk to you about finance and self-worth, self-respect, stuff like that will tell you. And I watch a lot of them that you should never be concerned with what other people think. You should do what makes you happy and everybody else can basically F off. You know, if, if they are going to judge you and, you know, in the warm up show, which you'll hear in a little while, you know, I basically said to Greg, I, the big part for me that's wrong with society is the amount of judgmental a-holes that are out there. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just one after the other. No one. It just seems like most people, I won't say no one, most people cannot put themselves in other people's shoes, whether it's addiction, whether it's race, whether it's parenting problems, whatever the case may be. And I always wonder why we judge people if they're doing something they want to do or need to do. Who is it, you know, who are we to sit there and say anything negative about them? And it's an interesting topic that Greg brought up. Do you know anybody in your life that has done, taken on a job or a task or something like that to where you or other people or people you know feel it's like beneath them and they can't help themselves but to say something about it? I would have to actually go through and and think about it, but uh, certainly I'm familiar with the concept. But, um, yeah, it's it's a strange, especially if you need to do it, A, or if you really like doing it, whatever it may be, 
as long as you're not breaking any laws in, in doing it, it's no problem as far as I'm concerned. But there's a people who love to judge and to compare and to make themselves appear better than someone else. Um, and especially the whole fall from grace. People love the, they the do. fall from grace. And, and for whatever sad. reason, it is sad. On both ends, the fall from grace and people that sit there and, you know, yuck it up and think it's great. And revel in it, yeah. Yeah, ter- just terrible. It's funny because it's interesting, not funny. I would say when I first took over, um, you know, doing mornings with Boomer and Craig, maybe a, maybe a couple years after that, um, financially did fine. But you know what? I'm in a much better spot than I am now than I was back then. But I, it was still a very good job, but it was okay. You know, financially, it wasn't great. It was okay. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when we had at the time, Matthew was however old, and then little guy was born. And then, you know, I don't need to get into the details, but when, when Joseph was born, there were issues, and he ended up in ICU, uh, or the NICU, excuse me, what it's called, for about a week or so. And we had, while insurance is great, and they cover so much, you're still left with pretty big medical bills. Sure. And yeah. I remember I remember at that time, we, it's got to be going back to 2010 or 11, maybe even 12. I remember saying to one of the guys we work with, I'm not going to mention him, just that, you know, I, I think I'm going to go get a part-time job at Home Depot. And I'll never forget, he looked at me and goes, you can't do that. And I said, well, why? And I did tell the story on the air, actually, I think uh, last week I did tell the story. I said, well, why not? And he goes... Because you're doing mornings with Boomer and Carton. Like, that's a bad, you can't, that's a bad look. I'll never forget, like, walking away, like, oh, great, but who's paying my medical bills? Like, at some point, you got to go do what you have to do, and who cares? Right, of course. You, right? I mean, it's just the the thought, pro- and, and in that case, it came from a person that I would have never expected it from. Um, I would have totally expected him to totally understand, as I say, totally every three words. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just weird that people just have that thought in their head. Like I was serious today when I said, you know, like I went and played golf the other day, Friday with my friends and I love the golf course we played. And I saw that there was, there was help wanted for golf course maintenance and pro shop help. And for like a good three or four minutes, I contemplated giving them an application because to be around it. I don't care what the what pay what pays twelve bucks an hour. Who cares? I'd just be a great idea. But then my thought is, you know what? Now I got to sit there and deal with people looking at me like, aren't you the guy on the, on the TV? Like, you know, you're doing this, but that shouldn't matter. Of course, not, especially with your new love of uh, lawn mowing or love it. field mowing. I um, do. Why the hell not? And, I agree. And uh, like you said, with the medical bills, you know, if if they uh, cover eighty percent, but if the bill's two hundred thousand yes. dollars. No kidding. It's still twenty grand. No kidding. And I'm still. We we're still. We had an incident a few months ago, as you know, which I've never really talked about publicly, which I won't. But we had an issue, you know, four months ago. I'm yeah. still paying them. Those medical bills are stupid. Sure. I mean, it is absurd. But yeah, it is interesting. And because uh, a lot of the jobs I've had, you know, growing even even doing maintenance at the fields, which is just completely voluntary, so the boys can play in a decent field and you cut the grass for them and everything. There will be other opposing coaches that will see me getting off the tractor after dragging the field, like you do this. Like, yeah, I do this. I'm the coach. We have to do this. Like, I'm not hiring someone to do it. It's up to us. Right. But there's a difference between something like that in terms of, like, quotes, job shaming. If it's volunteer work, 
it's a totally different mindset. True. You know, you could go work, a, you know, volunteer at a soup kitchen or whatever, and people look at that as great. But if you went and worked at a diner serving soup, the problem. <laughs> right. It's so stupid, isn't it? It is. Ridiculous. <laughs> it really is dumb. All right. Well, how about we lighten the mood here? Because sure. you, need, you need to help me with Now, this is, I want to be very clear. Uh, I am not making this up. This is a story ripped out of the New York Post. So if it's in the New York Post, we like to think it's true. But this is not some ridiculous website that we're getting this from. I, I honestly don't understand how this is true. But I'll read you the headline. Mm-hmm. And then I'll read you some parts of the story. And then you give me your idea, your your thoughts. Headline. Uh, written by Yaron Steinbach. Just posted this morning. Headline says, quote, Man steals three-foot-tall, 50-pound dildo from Las Vegas sex shop. Wow. Three feet. Three feet. And 50 pounds. Captured on, so this is according to the story. The, the, story. the man, he was masked, he, of course, because in this day and age, everybody's masked, yes. of course. The masked man was captured on video as he strode into the Deja Vu Love Boutique in Vegas on July 14th grabbed the massive three-foot-tall, 50-pound member that was standing on the sales floor. He got it up over, he got it up, that's funny, got it up over his right shoulder and simply just left the premises, crammed it into his vehicle, and left. And uh, a clean getaway. Clean getaway. A worker says he just picked it up and walked out with it. (laughs) Well, I mean, maybe, yeah, I mean... Uh. That's a maybe a dare or maybe just the challenge of it. Uh, certainly, it's a nice uh, talking uh, point item to have, supposedly. Um, but uh, yeah, three feet. Yeah, that's uh, quite Close impressive. Twelve hundred and fifty dollars. Huh. You think someone's using that? Well, I think that would be physically impossible unless you're an elephant, perhaps. Well, I didn't um, say I didn't give you the circumference of it. It's just the the size of it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, 50 pounds, though. What the hell is it made out of? I have no idea, man. I don't know. It is amazing what some people will do to get their kid. Because he'll go to jail for that, and then his mugshot will look ridiculous, and then he's going to have a have on his record that he stole a 50-pound thing. Yeah, yeah. So stupid. Well, I mean, yeah, very strange. It is. It's really sad. And then another guy sent me this article, too. This is Connor. Who plays in our cornhole league? Yes, um, you know Connor. And by the way, he starts every night now with a shotgun of a beer. So it's not not shocking, but that's what he does. And so I guess it was Monday night. They're actually having a good season, which I'm happy to see. He shotgunned this beer, and it had to have been two seconds. I've never. And it's like in a red solo cup. It's like 16 ounces. It is impressive. I don't know. It's the smartest thing to do, but it is impressive. I will say that. Yeah, so, he, so he, he set, had some skills. Um, they're okay. I mean, we have we have an A bracket and a B bracket. The teams in the A level you can't touch. I mean, they're that we got ten teams, six or seven of them are just outstanding, and then the other three are really good, but are realizing they're really good B level players because they're losing four nothing every week and they just get smoked. I mean, that's how good some of these guys are. Um, so in the B bracket, I think Connor is getting better, and he's going to be you know middle of the road type of team this season. Um, and then, you know, that's going to, and I'm, my team's terrible. So he could probably beat us. We beat him last season, but he could probably beat us. But he sends me a lot of these stories, uh, to me and Al, and he sends another one. And I, I mean, 
I'm not even going to read it. It's stupid. I'll just tell you the, the premise of it, that people have become so lonely in this time of isolation during coronavirus that they are becoming attracted to Alexa. Um, yeah, I, I could actually see that, sadly, uh, that that could happen. Um, with the with the how the AI is working now, it's not that intelligent and not that you know sort of real. But give it five years, and it might be a whole another story. All right. So now I, I, we have the Alexa, but I don't do anything with it other than ask it for the temperature. I really mm-hmm. don't. And from time to time, we'll play music because it's in the kitchen, and I don't know enough about it. Do you have one of these things? I do. We have uh, Alexa. All right. You tell me, I know you've probably never done it, but can you tell it to say certain things? Yes. And it will repeat it? Uh, Yeah, you can. There's a whole, like if you go to the, I guess there's a, like a website or the app or whatever, you can actually set it up to do a whole bunch of things that would be uh, potentially hilarious. Like you can ask it to give a certain response to a certain question uh, yeah, there's a whole bunch of fun things you can do to shock people or surprise people with it. So I have the- not done that, but I know it's possible. Theoretically, you could basically tell it to tell you sexy things where people you could actually see people having this relationship with this computer uh, voice. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I could. Um, yeah, I could. Uh, I could see. I don't know if there's any like control. I'm sure there are parental controls and parental lockouts. But uh, if you're just by yourself and you wanted to read you pornographic stories, I, I would believe that that's possible. Do you think you could program it to read Shades of Grey, Fifty Shades of Grey? Uh, I don't know if that, like, I, I, like they would have to have the rights to it, I think. So that, but if they did, if that wasn't an issue, I think you could probably uh, do that. Or you could have uh, Shades of Grey book on tape, which would be... You know, have you ever listened to that in the car on the way into work? No, no. Would you? No. What would it take to get you to? To listen to Shades of Grey? Fifty Shades of Grey, yes. Yeah, I would probably have to be paid for that. Do you think you'd become aroused? Um I you know, I have I don't I know of the phenomena that it was, but I really am not privy to any of the particulars of the of the book. Uh, so, you know, I, I I don't know. I guess it's possible. But, I've never uh, seen it. I didn't read the book either. But I'm like you. I've certainly seen the reaction to it. And it seemed uh, this perception could be wrong. But my perception was that it was more um, appealing to females than to males. That's what my understanding is. But I don't I, know if that's true. I would think so. I don't. Again, I don't know the answer to that. Um, I don't know. I only know a few people that actually saw it, so I don't know. But it, it certainly seemed to be that that was the case for most women. Yes, that is true. I'm going to read you an excerpt, and you tell me if this is something. Let's see here. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh boy, I can't read that. Oh God, I don't think I can pull that either. Uh, okay, Eddie, you can't. You you cannot clip this if I read this to you. I can't make any promises. Then I have to use bleeps then because you just, you're not fair. You're not fair. Uh, I'm just going to read you an excerpt and you tell me if this is something. Now, clearly, you don't want my voice saying, but if you had a female voice doing this, if you had, <laughs> I'm going to do a GoFundMe page just to get enough money to pay you to actually listen to this on the way in mm-hmm. and give us a report on it. All right. This is, um, this is an excerpt from 50, 50 Shades of Grey. 
I pull him deeper. <laughs> I can't do it because you're going to clip it. Damn it. Oh, man. I pull him deeper and deeper into my mouth so I can. I can't. You know I can't, I can't. I, by I the can't, way, I could I not even use that. I can't. Oh, is that true? That phrase? No. <laughs> no, <laughs> that, 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 would, that would not make it past the, the I pull censors. Him, I pull him deeper into my mouth so I can feel him at the back of my bleep and then to the front again. My tongue swirls around the end. He's... <laughs> Now that I could use. <laughs> no, you can't. Don't do that. I bleep harder and harder. I mean, do you see where this is going? Yes, I do. Sure. Do you think you could drive in and be not into that? I I mean, I guess. You know, I've never really <laughs> been into. Do you remember? You might be at the wrong age. Oh, my God. I'm but, reading this stuff. Holy moly. Yeah. But back. back wow. I guess, I don't know if it was in the early 80s, and it was probably existed before that, but there used to be these phone sex lines. Sure. but And it wasn't, uh, I, I don't know if at the time they had like live chat things where you can actually talk to a real person in real time. Right. But you used to be able to call these uh, numbers, and they would have sort of a, a recording of, like you know, like sports phone, but this was like sex phone. So you would have a recording of, of women talking about sexual encounters. Um, and it never, like, and of course, we were kids, and it was funny, and we, we listened, but it never really did anything for me. So I don't know that that would. And also because, you know, I might not just be interested in the story. I'm assuming there's a story around all the sex talk. Um, I don't know that I would be that interested in it. But you actually called. As a, as a, yeah, absolutely. Why not? I don't think I ever did that. I, I was, you know, because sports phone, the, the, I think the company was called Phone Programs, the company that owned those types of numbers. I believe we never did it or had a part of it, but I don't, I knew about it. I, I never called anything like that because you had to pay for it. Yeah, but I don't, and I don't even remember, like, if it was just putting, I, we must have just put coins into a, into a pay phone and mm. listened, I guess. I, I, I don't really remember the particulars i just remember doing it and thinking it was more funny than sexy now this could also just been you know at the age i was i'm probably like 12 13 something like that so but i do remember uh doing it for sure very interesting see you learn something new about people every day even after 24 years i learned something new about eddie scazzari we're Mm -hmm. out of time all right uh thank you for doing this one more uh, tomorrow is that cool uh yeah of course all right, so next coming up, the warm-up show that I did with Greg Giannotti. I'm going to apologize in advance because we spoke, we spoke way too long about a topic without giving people details. Um, just, I guess, fast-forward through that if you get to it because um, mm-hmm. people were yelling at me on Twitter for that, and I totally understand it, which is why I even said at some point we, we should stop this because we couldn't explain what the hell we were talking about. So That was just, only 20 minutes. Was it that long? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I I know. All right, well, anyway, that's coming up next with other stuff. So zip around that if you have to, and then Eddie will say the goodbyes. See you! Good morning, campers. It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry. No longer the shortest show on WFAN. Now it's a tie. A few minutes after 5 o'clock, Wednesday morning in New York City. Al Dukes remains on vacation. He'll be back on Monday. He has hit the other side of the mountain, I believe, as he's now more than halfway home from returning on Monday. So Greg Giannotti steps in as he sits in his palatial estate somewhere out in Long Island. I have no idea where, but he's somewhere out there. Greg, how are you? 
Doing all right, Jerry. Good morning. What's happening over there? Uh, I, everything's good. I mean, can you feel it? By the way, you are. Think about this. You are now. Thir- let's see, twelve, 13, about thirty-seven hours away from baseball, and even better than that, you're like 48, 50, 52 hours away, fifty-three hours away from Eddie saying it doesn't get any better than right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I can feel it. Of course, the timing of this uh, isn't the greatest from a oh, who cares? Have fun. Standpoint. Stop. No, uh, stop it, it is from a for a personal standpoint, I am desperate uh, for a little bit of time off for a number of reasons. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yesterday I, it hit me in the middle of the show because I, I was thinking about it. Like, I think we had we had a three day weekend Memorial Day. We had a three day weekend around July 4th. But then we had the six days that we were working there for a while. And then, of course, this has been going on since March. And I'm not saying that I'm any sort of like health worker or anything. But, you know, anybody that I've talked to that's taken like a week off that have been doing shows for a while uh, in our own way. I mean, it's a it's a tremendous recharge. Like we just this has been heavy stuff. Uh, It's not a complaint. It's just the reality that it's been, you know, it's been a lot of heavy topics. There's been a lot of depressing things i've been fighting off trying to go down certain roads uh for every day it seems like for months so i am looking forward to just enjoying baseball and sleeping a little bit and looking at the ocean for a week that is something that i am thrilled to be able to do starting on friday but i have to move all the stuff in on friday that's when the house starts on friday afternoon and of course i'm seeing 60% 60% chance of thunderstorms all day uh, on Friday. So that'll be a, a nice little challenge for me you as know, I dodge is, thunderstorms. This is the site you, know, you referenced before. I have to ask because I'm curious. Are you mm. renting an empty house where you're going to move furniture in? No, 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 not furniture. But the, where this house is, and especially now with coronavirus, you're moving all the food for a week. You know, your cooler's filled with stuff that you put in the fridge, all the stuff that you're going to drink. All the toys for Sabrina. I've got to move a crib. Uh, you know, I'm moving. I, there's an air conditioning unit for one of the the bedrooms that I'm I'm bringing. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. It ends you up. No, hey, listen. You, I rented a house. I rent the houses down the shore too. I've just never brought that much stuff with me. I guess we do the shopping when we go down there, as opposed to taking it with us. Well, because cuts down. you got. Well, yeah, but there's no. It's Fire Island. There's no supermarket. You know, that's the thing. Right. So if you want to go to the Harbor Store and basically walk out of there paying, you know, a thousand dollars for ten things because they know once you're over there, they got you. Uh, and that's it's not really a supermarket. It's basically just like a store that's got some chips, some drinks, and they'll make you a sandwich. And there's like an inflatable beach ball that you can get there. It's real. There's really nothing there. I mean, you go there to get away from everything and be at the beach. So you have to do all your shopping on the mainland, as they call it, and then and then bring it over there. So no, there's there's lots of stuff to be done, and that's good. It gets me excited. I was uh, making some stops yesterday. Stopping to a PC Richard. And then went over to West Marine. And I tell you, West Marine looked post-apocalyptic. You know, West Marine, for people who don't boat, it's like, you know, it's the boating store where you get all the crap for the boat that's overpriced because it's so seasonal around here. I mean, there was nothing there. It's like nobody even tried to restock anything. And I know that so many more people have bought boats this summer because of the circumstances and they want to get out on the water and there's just more people in a West Marine buying stuff, but, and maybe you can't restock things. The guy I was talking to a PC Richard, I was interested in, in, in some of the things that they'd been going through and how 
appliances and freezers and certain things they just can't get because the manufacturing can't keep up with the demand. But I walked into this West Marine. Luckily, I found a couple of things I needed. But, I mean, it's just empty shelves. It was like the beginning of coronavirus in the supermarkets, like the empty paper shelves and no toilet paper and stuff. I was like, you guys, I mean, what's going on in here? Jeez. Yeah, well, trying to keep up with demand, as you said, not easy. And pools, too. That's another one. That is, I know a friend of mine that bought a pool in June. They're having it installed in March <laughs> because yeah. they are so backed up on the installations because everybody ran out and didn't go on vacation. And mm-hmm. I even said to my wife yesterday, I'm like, you know, any thought. And again, I have no idea if I'm even taking like a week off in the summer, you know, a couple of days here and there. I'm not sure what I'm doing still. Um, like any thought on maybe going somewhere since she looked at me like I was nuts. I'm like, oh, I got you. Okay, never mind. <laughs> we'll stay here. We're good. Um, I'll tell you what I did yesterday because aside from having my own game last night, um, did some things outside. And then when I came in, I noticed on MLB Network, and yes, you can insert loser here and loser clip here. I actually watched a good portion of the Royals and the Astros. Okay. And I'll tell you what I'm I a took. loser. Yeah. I got it. And I'll tell you what I took from it. A couple things. Number one, as opposed to what we saw at City Field on SNY on Saturday night and then on Yes from Yankee Stadium on Sunday night to where it was fine. Again, it was baseball and the tight shot on the screen was all good and I'm ready for whatever they're going to give us starting tomorrow night in Washington. The ambiance at least coming across on TV, not great, I didn't think. I'm sure they were playing the the walk-up music and you could hear it faintly on TV, but you couldn't really... It wasn't there. Like It wasn't like it was in your face. Uh, and, yes, they had the pumped-in crowd noise, whatever. But in Kansas City, what they were doing was, like, in between every pitch, you had them playing, you know, whether it was the charge or the dun-dun-dun, all those different like uh, things you would hear at a ball game. Yeah. The ambiance listening and watching that game yesterday felt every bit like a regular baseball game. Now throw on the fact it's Kansas City, no one goes anyway. I get it. And they also put a few people behind home plate, I'm sure, like team employees. So it didn't look bad at all. And I'm sitting there thinking, if that's what this is going to be, bring it on. I think it's going to be great. I really, I, like, I thought they got it right for a preseason game. Yeah, and I think these are the things we're going to notice the first couple games we see, especially in different buildings. Like we saw an exhibition game at City Field, we saw one at Yankee Stadium, and we're going to see a couple of games, real games, you know, starting Thursday and Friday for those two teams. Then we'll see these virtual fans or these whatever electronic fans that uh, Yankee Stadium is going to have on the Yes Network. And then once we get used to what it looks like, I mean, we're just going to be fully consumed. With baseball, I mean, the two things that I think that we're focusing on a lot right now that I don't believe we're going to focus on once the games start are the ambiance things because it's different and it's new. And then we don't have real games to talk about. And then also another thing that we're we're not thinking about right now is all the people that are going to complain about how short the season is when their team stinks and all the ones that are going to try to make it legitimate if their team is really good. Because you're going to, if you're someone who hates the idea of a 60-game season, let's say you're a Mets fan, you hate the idea of a 60-game season. Uh, they get out uh, to a 20-3 and three start, all of a sudden you're going to be the biggest proponent of the 60-game season of all time, and you're thinking, this, this championship's going to be as legitimate as any championship. Don't even give me that. Uh, but if you're a team that had high expectations and you start off 3-15, and 15, you'll say, this is the stupidest season, just end it now, forget about it, I can't believe they even tried to play baseball. Uh, people will... Their emotions will follow their allegiances 
once this thing starts. I do think the diehards for sure will be like that, but I also think that there will be a portion of the fan base, even if they're you know not a diehard, but they just want baseball back. To me, even if you're having a bad season compared to what we went through when there was nothing on, I would think if you're a baseball fan, even for the worst team, even if you're a Rays fan, it's something to watch. Now, they are going to compete with the other leagues, which I know, so you will have alternatives and other options. But I do think people will be into it, and it's 60 games. It's 60 games for everybody to deal with it. The other thing that I took from this game, and I, I thought it at the moment, so i got to be honest with myself, and I know it probably makes no sense. So I think it was the second inning, maybe the third inning, I'm not sure. The Astros have the bases loaded, and the pitcher on the Royals hits two guys in a row. I yeah. think it was Springer think it was, was one of them, wasn't it? Springer was later in the game, though, and I didn't care for that because they went really up and up and in on him, which yeah. that, that's when it gets dangerous. Two things I saw from Altuve that game. Altuve and yeah. Bregman, I believe it was. Yeah, and okay, I thought well. I thought perfectly timed on purpose. Yeah, I'm sure. And that's going to happen throughout the baseball season. I mean, and we're going to know about it every time it happens because there's Twitter accounts that are devoted to the Astros getting hit or – things happening to them during the game there's like a Astros 2020 revenge a Twitter account is it really what, yeah so that's where I saw all this stuff yesterday uh, I saw the Springer get hit and then I saw Altuve trip and then fall on his face and everybody loving that so everybody you know we, we forgot about the Astros for so long it's still on the back burner considering and they lucked out in a way not that anybody wanted to go through this pandemic situation but certainly the Astros were forgotten about, and they don't have to deal with road fans no. screaming at them and all the things that we said were going to follow them around. Let's just hope that next year uh, people don't forget we have fans in the stands and the Astros get the ribbing they deserve. Well, I, I would think that will be the case. I don't think baseball fans are going to forget that for a very long time, and I yeah. do expect that that will be the case for sure. But I also didn't realize that there was a huge schedule of games yesterday, of preseason games. It's funny yeah. because when the Mets and the Yankees don't play, you know, it's, it's exhibition too, so it's not like it's a regular season day or anything like that. But they didn't play, and in my head, I don't know why I thought exhibition games were over and done with. That's why when I was flipping around yesterday and I came across this game, I guess I was watching like 3.30, something like that, maybe 4 o'clock, whatever it was. I was like, oh, look, there's baseball on. Who knew? And then I woke up this morning and I saw the schedule and the results. I'm like, wow, the whole league played basically except for just a handful of teams. So, And good to see Jacob DeGrom does get the nod, so that's cool. And obviously, you know, even what we saw the other night at Yankee Stadium, Yohannes Cespedes tells us he's DHing, so we can put that to bed. And uh, in a way we go. I got to tell you, it is cool knowing that, A, the season's about to start, B, that the tests have been very favorable across all the different yeah. leagues and see just the Shangri-La of games. We, I, I mentioned this yesterday. Do you realize, so next Saturday is August 1st. Is that, does that sound about right? Uh, yeah. No. Uh, is, is that it? not I right? I think so. Well, it's the 31st. Yeah, it'll be, yeah you're right. Yeah. It'll be a week from Saturday. Yeah, you're so right. So think about next Saturday. You are going to have a full schedule of baseball. You're going to have a full schedule of whatever hockey is remaining because obviously not every team is playing. There are teams that weren't uh, put into this. And you're going to have basketball being played in Orlando. And then you think back to where we were even three weeks ago, four weeks ago. You're not going to know. Now, you'll be you'll be back from vacation. Yeah, you'll be back by Saturday, yep. right? You're Friday mm -hmm. to Friday. 
That's right. Yep. It is unbelievable to think the opposite ends of the spectrum we're going to be on in just a few weeks' time and what we went through for three months to what is now upon us. And I got to tell you, it's kind of exciting. It really is. Like, it's, it's good to get going again. Yeah, it doesn't feel like there is going to be a massive roadblock at this point because we're talking about tomorrow for the start of baseball. Yeah. And then just a week after that for basketball and other things. So, yeah, it, do- it doesn't feel like the ground is going to crumble underneath any of these leagues. I think the focus is on now the anxiety about whether or not football, college football, NFL football is going to be played, when it's going to be played, the school stuff. I mean, that's the next thing. But at least these three leagues – the way they have done it, and they've all done it in different ways, are on track to to get it done. So, yeah, I mean, one thing I've really learned about this, and I've mentioned this a couple of times throughout these last couple of months, is, you know, I, I didn't just miss sports. Like, that's not the thing that I – like, I can't watch just anything. You know, I miss the stuff that was a part of my life. Like, those are the things that I miss. There's some people out there that are different where you, you put on Korean baseball and they can watch it just because it's baseball. <laughs> I, I can't do that. Like, I, I tried throughout all of this. The things that, that I miss are, you know, the Mets games, the Yankee games, talking to my friends about those things, the trash talking that happens on the show with Met and Yankee fans. I mean, those are the things that I missed. If, you, know, you know, as much as it, it gets um, tiresome with, with the Rangers, with Boomer, and we tell him with the drops and stuff, I mean, him being passionate about that, those things. Uh, so that we're on the verge of, of that coming back, so, which, is, which is great. And, you know, yesterday, I think the reason why you didn't realize there were so many exhibition games, of course, is because the Mets and Yankees were not playing, and that's what we're focused on. That's what we want to see. I mean, if they, you know, just like the Knicks aren't in this NBA tournament, I'm, I'm a little worried about how interested I'm going to be in it um, because I need to adopt something to root for, and right now I don't have that. I guess the Lakers, because of that storyline with Kobe. But then again, I've never really rooted for LeBron. So we'll see. But I, I think that it should be interesting enough, uh, that playoff scenario, to to get into it. But I just I just can't wait for local baseball. That, that's the thing, to be able to digest games in the way that we used to is something that seems like a, a lost in a lost world somewhere. And we're just a couple of days away from it happening. All right, we'll take a quick break. When you come back, you mentioned the NBA. A few cool things from that yesterday. And we I, can get into that, yes. And I got something for you that that I heard happened, and you might know if it happened, and I got some cryptic messages about it, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw hmm. it out there and see if you heard anything about it. It's like a, it's a little bit of a, an office drama thing. Interesting. So, yeah, no, it's very interesting. It's about the only interesting thing uh, yesterday that I was uh, told about or okay. read about. So I wanted to I wanted to bring it up in the warm up show because I think it was the it's it's the place to bring it up. Fair enough. So we'll do that. A couple of things on basketball that has really nothing to do with the games, but more so the location and the site and what it's going to look like coming up in about a week or so. Warm up show until six. Boomer and Geo then on the fan. Alan Jerry, social distancing before it was cool. Twenty five after five on a Wednesday morning. They call it Hump Day. Uh, G sitting in for Al, who is on vacation. Before you do your story, I want to read this to you because I think this will tie right in. Since you're talking about it's an office type of uh, situation. Yeah. So could you imagine if someone asked you about your boss, and this was this was how you answered it, and they were asking um, essentially what he thought of him, and I, let's say it was Mark Chernoff, and let's say uh, you were on. I don't know. You were online doing a Facebook Live, let's say. Okay, what do yeah. you th- what do you think about working for Mark Chernoff? And you, <laughs> and you answered it this way. Hmm. 
Do you like him? Here's the answer. He all right. I don't like him a lot, but he's okay. Got some things he can work on. Got some things he can do to become a better person. (laughs) Stop that. Could you imagine like what the relationship would be from that point forward, having to look at him every day and to be with him every day? He'll (laughs) always have that quote or that video to go back to. And forget about not liking him or not. To say he needs to work on himself to be a better person. Yeah, that's rough, man. I mean, this is maybe... a player on the Bulls about Jim Boylan, their coach. Wow, that is just nuts. Oh, stop that. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, sometimes something like that can be a catalyst to work out your issues, but at the same time, man, a better person. You're saying you're a bad guy? Like, not I like, guess. like boy's got something to learn from a coaching standpoint, you know, and he's admitted that. I mean, even that sounds bad. But just like this, this guy's a bad guy. He needs to work on being a better person. My goodness! Like that now to I me, know. that stood out. Like yeah. I, I don't know how you say that. Got some things he can be better at as a person and as a coach. Won't hate on him. Okay. I mean, what you're saying is a pretty damn. So anyway, this is a guy. He's a he's a center from the Bulls. I mean, to be quite honest with you, aside from you know Zach Levine, Laurie Markin, and I don't he's even know a if I can rookie too though. He might, yeah, he's a rookie center, I believe, out of somewhere. I don't know from where, but yes. I mean, I couldn't name you more than three Bulls as it is, so I don't even know who this kid is. But, I mean, to say that and, as you point out, to be 20 years old and saying that, so this would wow. be the equivalent of give me the new young and up-and-comer and the whippersnapper at WFAN. Like, who? Like how would you say it's like an intern that gets a job and you go on video and you say that about your boss. Are you kidding? Yeah, Dude, that's some, brutal. It was a Twitch stream where these guys are always getting in trouble. And, yeah, Daniel Gafford, Bulls rookie That's forward, his name, Daniel yes. Gafford. Uh, he I <laughs> I don't like him a lot, but he right. okay. I don't like him a lot. Oh, my God. Got some so, yeah. Got some good work on. Oh, my uh, God. So, all right, so give me some office drama. All right, so I don't know if you were a part of this or not. Because Probably I think not. Some, some of the discussion happened during this fantasy baseball draft, but I guess you weren't I was not on that. the draft. No, okay. I was not there. All right, so I'm going to I'm going to protect the names involved here because I think that's what I should do here. And I, we can have a discussion about it without knowing exactly who the people are involved. All right. All right. So I get a phone call yesterday from someone who was witness to this, not directly involved. So apparently someone that we work with tweeted something out. Someone on the was, show? No, no, no. Just, just at someone we work the with. radio station. Okay. Just at the radio station. Tweeted something out that was controversial, uh, political, you can go any route like that. Like we've seen many times throughout the last couple of months. I'm Boomer Esiason. No, 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 no. It's not Boomer. I, I will tell you that thing is not Boomer, 100% not Boomer. Um, it was because he's not involved in a fantasy baseball. No, game. no chance. So the person tweets this out. There is somebody else in the media who does not work for our company, our radio station, works for another company, sees this tweet, calls someone in our company at a position in a position of power, essentially asking for discipline on this person. Wow. And I, I have thought not heard this. That is crazy. Like I, I just knowing the people involved like, whether you agree or disagree with the tweet, in my opinion, it is nowhere near a fireable offense. And this is someone from a different company who is calling up 
and talking to not someone like within the company, not someone working at another radio station somewhere, just someone completely uninvolved from our radio station. So this is one of the guys that has been involved in the fantasy draft, not involved in the radio station, and feels like he can say what he wants to say because he's been involved for a few years. Is that fair? Yeah, well, no, no, no. So the person is not in – So the, the this discussion happened at the fantasy draft. That's how everybody started to know about it. I should okay. make it clear. The person who works at WFAN who tweeted this out was a part of the fantasy draft. This person who ratted on him or whatever you want to say, called for his head, is not involved in the fantasy draft, not involved in the radio station. Oh, he's just a random guy. Just some, no, someone, someone who works in the media. Someone oh. who works in the media locally saw this and went to some, a posi- someone in the position of power at well, this I, company, tried to get him fired. Well, this is not a fun conversation. I don't know any no. of the details of this. Well, I'll tell you at some point off the air, but I could not believe it. I, and, and now <laughs> there, there's, a, there's a theory out there, <clears throat> which could be total paranoia, that a friend of this person who called up someone in our company to get this guy fired that works at our company, you know, was told, you know, told this person to do it so they wouldn't do it. Meaning that like someone that we work with told this person to complain about this thing so they weren't the one complaining about it. That is a theory that is out there that makes this even juicier. Uh, and I don't know where it's going to go, but it is... It seems like it's a little bit of a mess. Well, this is not good. I don't know anything about. See, Ugh, I don't know. Well, here, I, I here, but here's where here's this. where we can have the discussion about it. Let's say someone from, I don't know, pick a pick a local newspaper, any local newspaper, the New York Post. Okay, let's say you see a tweet from someone at the New York Post. A- Andrew right. Marshand. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, he writes plenty about us. But no, let's just say any reporter at the yeah. New York Post, sports reporter. Okay. And it's something that you disagree with that you find controversial, right? Controversial or offensive? Because there's two different things there. There really are. I mean, controversial, Maybe. You could, we could be very controversial with coronavirus and what we believe, and, and then there's offensive. I mean, there's two different things. All right. I can't see how this particular person could be that offended by this. But okay. they pa- apparently were. So let's say, hmm. let's say, let's say that they were offended, but it's more controversial. Okay. Right? Would you ever think? Now, this is n- nothing personal. It's not a personal thing. It's not like this person was attacked personally in any way, shape, or form. But but would you ever think about calling up no. that person's boss? No. Without ever talking to that person, or without ever like. No. That's the thing I cannot understand. Like no. if you're that, and and I'm not going to tell people what to be offended by or not. Like, if, sure, I mean, if something strikes you a certain way, that's fine. But like, let's say you were, and and this this bothered you. Would would you not either say, okay, this is just chalk this up to another person. Not everybody's going to agree with me. This is someone who disagrees with my take on stuff, and I'm just going to unfollow this person or forget about it, and just realize that I can't put out every fire yeah, out there. I, or I have... or do you pick up the phone because this. You can find where this. There's plenty of people that can get this person's phone number, 
and say, hey, I'd like to have a discussion with you about this to make me feel better about this because this struck me a certain way. No, I think, you know, I think most people have the right to their own opinion. And when I don't, it's kind of like the people that listen to the radio station that don't like the shows and just complain about them, uh, whatever station that might be and whatever personality it might be. I'm the type, if I don't like what I'm listening to, I change it. Right. And if I don't like a message from a certain person I might follow or read, I stop. I, there's no, I'm not going to be a, I'm not going to be a snitch on someone like that. And if it bothers me that much, I would go to the person first to at least, to at least get their perspective, to kind of understand where they're coming from, as opposed to just ju- the the biggest problem, at least in my opinion, the biggest problem. Or let me rephrase this and rewind. Hold on, <laughs> one of the one of the biggest problems in society is this right to judge everybody without knowing a damn thing about them. Mm. It drives me crazy. It really does. Everybody's got an opinion on, on everything. And in so many cases, they don't know a damn thing about what they're talking about. And it's just, to me, it's a, it's a societal failure. I really believe that. And I think we'd be much better off if we actually listened to one another and we stopped just judging them based on our own stupid beliefs, not realizing that other people can have different opinions and that's okay. Um, you don't have to agree with them. I would move on personally, and in a lot of cases, if you look at my Twitter feed, there are a lot of people I follow that I have completely muted because I can't take whether it's anti-Trump, anti-Biden, anti-Democrat, anti-Republican, anti-Yankees, and the the just the people just spew vulgarities. I can't. Yeah. It's enough. I, life's too short. Please no, give me baseball Thursday night. Let's move on and let's be happy. Yeah, no, so I, no, I, I am, wouldn't. I would not. I am. I am with you on that. And I know, you know, Boomer got all riled up yesterday over a particular issue that I wasn't even trying to spark. Yeah, you know, nice I was job, a, G. I was trying to have a conversation <laughs> about, you know, MetLife Stadium and fans and how it could be done safely. And I was a little bit disappointed at the timing. And you know, I just like I, I I've, I've been beaten down just like you. I like I just you know, I, especially when we're this close to games and stuff, right? Like it was one thing when we were first starting this and whatever, but when we're this close to sports starting and there's other things that we can sort of be positive about, and it's July for crying out loud, which is generally you know my favorite month. Uh, it's just it's just hard sometimes to just go down that anger road with everybody else. It, it, well, it is. Unfortunately, I really don't have any background on what we're talking about. Perhaps if you fill me in during a break or something like that, that would help. But uh, this sounds like a crappy topic. <laughs> that and it's not. And it's not even been settled yet, right? Is that what you're saying? I, I don't believe that this person is going to be fired for this. I would. Okay. I, I mean, it, it would be, and the, the tweet is still up there. So that means that I don't even think a conversation was had about this and if it was it was deemed okay to remain up so I I don't know I just if this happened in the way that it was told to me that it happened uh, that person who went to our boss to complain about this I've lost all respect for I really have because I I cannot stand that now there's some people who say and do things and they deserve to not be employed after they say and do those things. They're, 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 those examples exist. We know that. We've seen that. But there's too many times when you know someone else feels a certain way about something. And then the first thing they want to do is take that person's, if they disagree with somebody, is take that person's livelihood away. And it's dangerous and it's, it's upsetting, quite frankly. And then, you know, knowing the person involved that was under this attack from somebody, 
and a different company, no less. And he, this is what he tried to do. Right? One of the biggest D-bags out there. <laughs> I mean, and I'm a little careful with it in the sense that, you know, the story was told to me, but it sounds like a lot of people were, were talking about this and these were the details. So, I mean, just running to somebody's boss and not, I mean, I just, I don't know. It's world like, we're living in, my man. It's like, I'm going ha- to get this guy. I'm going to go get him. I'm going to teach him a lesson. I'm going to get him fired. Hmm. I'm going to make sure he can't make any money for his family anymore. Like, are you bleeping kidding me? Right, you got it's, me very curious because I don't know the context, but I hope too soon if you will be so kind as to text me what we're talking about. All right. All right, <laughs> All right 537 on the fan. Boomer and Geo coming up at 6. When we come back, I know this is going to sound funny, but um, a, a story on sneakers, believe it or not, uh, and G's long history with sneakers, if he has one, and yeah. the NBA restart in Orlando, which looks very cool, and I want to run a couple of things that I read about it uh, by Geo next right here on the fan. Alan Jerry, now offering contact-free delivery. All right, coming up on a quarter to six, Wednesday morning, the warm-up show taking you till six o'clock, Boomer and Geo then. Uh, definitely have been briefed on your scenario. And, um, oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is the, this is the world we're living in right now. I mean, it's, um, that's unbelievable, actually. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't make know. You, it makes you a little angry, doesn't it? Does it make yeah, it does. Angry? Yeah, no, it, yeah. it definitely does. It definitely does. So I understand where you're going with that. I can't imagine. Um, <laughs> it's just unbelievable. I mean, I'll tell really, you, if someone tried to do that with me, it would not. It would not sit well. <laughs> it oh just would not. God. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not sitting well for someone that I know. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 pretty bad. So I mean, I I don't think anything's going to come of it. No, uh, and you know what? We, without like it, and we without giving any more details, we probably shouldn't even talk about because people don't know what the hell we're talking about. But yeah, um, no, not great. Um, <laughs> it makes you angry. I, I would agree. Yeah, I, I would totally right. agree. Um, did you see the setup for first things? Well, yeah. First, I give you the setup. Did you see the setup for the NBA this week? Have I did. You, I I think it looks yeah, awesome. I, I saw some videos. People standing next to the courts and media members. Uh, the NBA tweeted out a video. Yeah, I mean, it looks really, really good. It looks like if I didn't know any better, I mean, I would say, hey, it looks like a a real NBA court. Now, I also saw, and this is what I think was kind of cool, Anthony Davis was talking about they're going to try and put virtual fans around the court, I guess, with huge monitors. So I guess family and friends will be able to watch the games. And I I don't want to say cheer, but I guess cheer. And there'll be a, a certain feel that at least there are eyes on you as opposed to just playing basketball. I, it, Wait a second. You mean like a, they're going to have monitors with people I think on it so. that have live camera I, shots of yes. someone watching the game? I believe huh. so. I believe that's what they're toying with. It doesn't mean it's going to happen, but um, listening to him, and I'll play some of the clips coming up uh, next hour or at 7.30, one of the hours coming up, where he's talking about Virgin. Because when I first was reading virtual fans, I'm like, wow, how are they going to just impose fans with like the cameras for TV? And it looks like, no, it looks like more giant monitors that could. And I'm not saying they're going to be all around the court, but they'll be in spots to where at least the players will know that there are eyes on them other than just the people in the building. I thought it was interesting. And yeah. 
I don't know. It, it oddly piques my interest. I don't. I don't know why. So I thought that was kind of yeah. Cool. Well, I mean, that's totally different. I mean, it's not a cardboard cutout. It's not a virtual fan that the players can't see. Right. I mean, it's actually someone live watching the game. They're not physically there. You know, there's a couple of things I thought about in the past that is just hilarious to me now. Like when when we were pranking Joe Beningo years ago about the when the new Yankee Stadium was being built. Stuff's all getting and, real, man. Yeah, I know. I so sitting next to a hologram was one of the things that we brought up, and we're not that far away no, from we're exactly not. that hologram is being in the stands. And another thing I thought of was was more recently, right before all hell broke loose, on back-to-back weekends, I remember the dates of the flights. It was like February 21st and then February 28th, I believe. On back-to-back weekends, I went to different places. I went to Vegas to see the Wilder. Fury fight, and then the weekend after that, it was a family vacation that I took to the Florida Keys, and I remember right when everything was going on, it was more Italy than anything else, and you know, when you're on vacation, you're sitting at the beach or the pool, you run into someone else who's staying in a resort that may want to talk, I'm not one of those people, but sometimes people approach us, and especially when you've got a, a daughter or a son or a little kid, people want to talk about that, so this woman comes up, starts talking to Gina and I. And she's asking a 10 million questions. So then she, she asks what I do, and I tell her what I do and everything else. So she says, you know, I wonder how much your job is going to change when there's not going to be any fans in the stands. This is what she says, like, in February, end of February. Yeah. So I, I basically said, I don't think we're going to get there. That's what I told her. I said, I don't think we're going to get that bad. And I said, eh, even if it did, you know, people watch on TV, people have their phones. It's not really going to make a difference for talk shows. But I thought to myself, this woman's nuts, right? This is one of these alarmist people who doesn't know what she's talking about, who's thinking worst-case scenario. And little did I know then that she was actually conservative with her opinion because we had sports shut down sure. for months and months and months. Uh, and now we're finally getting back to it with no fans. But I, I just remember walking away from that conversation going, come on, lady. You know, what are you talking about? No fans, no sports. And, uh, yeah, she was right. Listen, I walked out of the uh, the Conseco Fieldhouse, you know, that night watching the the opening round of the Big Ten tournament, thinking, "What do we? Do? No fans tomorrow? Like what? Like yeah. are we getting a little crazy with this? You know what? People knew what they were talking about, so we were we were we were, uh, I guess, a little naive on our end. So yeah. so, but but who knew? I mean, we've never seen this before. It is what it is. The I saw this thing with Nike putting out a post of a new sneaker, and they. They, I guess they marketed it to women first because they feel like the women always get shunned because the men are the sneaker purchasers. And yeah. I guess there's this new Jordan sneaker that's coming out that people are going gaga over. When you grew up, mm-hmm. was there ever a sneaker that it was like you couldn't wait to go buy or you saved your money to go buy or your parents would bring you to and you had to wait online at a store? Were, like, were you a sneaker guy? Because I have a friend of mine that has every sneaker he's and Bob Dwyer too by the way that's not who I'm referencing I think Bob saves all his sneakers too but a friend of mine has like a sneaker closet in his basement that has every pair of sneakers he's ever had and he keeps them in good shape I gotta tell you it's actually pretty cool I never did that but were you ever a sneaker guy or no no I mean I remember being a kid and wanting the latest pair of Jordans and I remember when pumps were a big thing the Reebok pumps those things were a big deal and I remember getting very excited 
uh, to get those and to and play that and Boomer was an endorser for them, was he not? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think so. I think I saw one of those old commercials. Yeah, but I I remember you know playing basketball in the driveway and then pumping up my sneakers to do so, thinking I was the coolest kid on the planet. But I I've got a friend who's got a sickness with that, and I and I am not trying to be funny. I I believe. You, know, you ever see that show, My Strange Addiction, where yes. you know, someone will eat like their couch? That's what they do. Like I, I think he's got a, a he eats a, his sneakers. No, he he doesn't eat his sneakers. It's just his his hoarding of his sneakers and clothes is is gotten to a point where it is a major major problem, and it it is spilled out of the one room that he kept it in into the living room into the kitchen boxes and boxes and boxes of sneakers and he could wear a different pair like eddie scazzeri every day every, of the year for probably two years straight wow i think that many maybe maybe even i it's it might be up over a thousand now yeah it, it might be over it could you know what a thousand might be conservative be quite what is he, so the, my, so a friend of mine that i'm referencing has I would say about a hundred pairs. I mean, a thousand things. Like, what do you do with them? They just sit around the house. You know, they sit around the house. Is he going to sell them in years? Is that part of the plan? No. I like if he's saw... got the old Jordans from 1984, I would mm-hmm. think those would be worth a fortune. And I mean, probably are now if they're in really good shape. But I mean, God, you took another another 10, 15 years. Could you imagine what they might be worth? Yeah, I mean, he, he keeps them all because he wants to keep them all. He, he'll he have, like, different outfits and stuff. He'll wear some of them he's never worn. Others, most of them he's only worn once. I mean, it's just the, the only one time that I see him, I think he picked out, like, six or seven pairs out of his thousand that he could part with in a yard sale that were, like, he put on once, and that was it. Like, he, they ever see the show Hoarders, this this is what it's like. Like he cannot part with hmm. these things, and he just keeps adding and adding and adding. And then you you know, to me, he hides behind like the I'm a collector thing. I, I, it's it's gone past collecting to being mentally ill. Like wow. it is, ev- it's every you can't even walk around the house like without seeing a wall of sneaker boxes. And well, I don't know. It just blows my mind. Well, he can't part with them, and I can't part with you. But we're going to have to after this break because you guys are coming up with Boomer at 6. But first, a Radio.com Sports Minute with Amy Lawrence. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. Got a couple more minutes till the top of the hour. Boomer joins Geo. then. Uh, last thing for you, perhaps. I'm sure you saw the story about uh, Kobe Bryant. And not Kobe Bryant, LeBron James's rookie, one of those basketball cards selling oh, yeah. for one million rookie, dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and it made me think. And Al and I talk about cards a lot because you know back in the '80s, we're older than you. Uh, we were big baseball card collectors. But I actually, at one point, did collect football, basketball, and hockey cards. And I remember wow. one of my prized possessions, I guess, and I don't know where it is now, was an artist Gilmore card. The only reason I know who he is is because I had his card. And I remember my dad telling me, oh, he was a good player. You should keep that. From like 1975, it was in great shape, and it was lost somewhere along the way. And I'm not saying it would be worth anything. But um, it was just one of those things that I always felt like if I could have had some old baseball cards, God knows where we'd be right now with you know with what they're worth. And, you know, unfortunately for us, we hit it in the Ken Griffey area, Ken Griffey Jr. era, when cards were mass-produced and not worth anything. Did you ever, ever, ever have one of those types of cards that you thought would be like a meal ticket later? in life 
Yeah, I mean, I used to collect them. I used to go to card stores, collect them all the time. I mean, some of those rookie cards. I remember having a Mark McGuire one uh, the that I thought was going to be a fortune, but of course, we understand what happened in been. his career. <laughs> and I, I still have a t- I still have a ton of them in books saved. I do that. I that I hope to uh, pass down one day uh, because I will not sell them. Uh, and this is also cards that were passed down to me uh, as well. So it's stuff from even when before I was born. So I hope to like keep it in the family. And, wow, and, no uh, kidding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yep, you do yeah. have some stuff then, probably from the '60s and '70s. I do. Yeah, even earlier. Oh, than that, look believe at it you. Or not. Yeah. I went yeah, to yeah. a I went to a card store once. Yankees and had- baseball is oh. back. Swung on there goes the deep left. That ball is high. It is far. It is gone. 